Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Up and at him! It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys! Hello, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. July 6, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday. Hope everyone had a phenomenal 4th of July, celebrated their independence, and uh, enjoyed a long, long weekend. I hope everybody had a good time. Never easy getting back into the swing of things, but We'll figure it out. We'll we'll do it together. We'll we'll cross that bridge together. Nick Roush, how are you, buddy? I'm okay. Uh, been better, been worse. I'm okay. Uh, luckily, the sun uh, was a big fan of sleeping this weekend through the fireworks. So, I mean, that's really all you can ask for, right? Is a is a baby that won't wake up when it sounds like he's living in a war zone. That's great. Yeah, uh, that that's I guess something. You don't really know how a baby's going to respond until you have said baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my dog, on the under, other hand, is terrified. So, uh, poor guy had a, had a rough had a rough weekend. They were all over. fire. Oh. Like, we were getting fireworks in every direction in Linden. Uh, sure, it probably wasn't too different from your place in the south end. I, I don't – so, typically, we are out of town for 4th of July. We always go to uh, Brooks' hometown for the weekend. Couldn't this year. So I I don't know if it's always like this or if it was just stimulus money, but like I had a friend who actually was at a wedding at, at Churchill Downs on July 4th, which kind of a cool time and place to have it. But from the roof, it looked like the entire South End was just one ongoing fireworks show. And that's what it felt like. I mean, it was nonstop for three hours and some of them sounded like they were coming through my living room window. So I don't know if this is just what I'm missing out on every year or if people did it extra big because they had, you know, a couple, you know, $1,400 or more burning holes in their pockets. I like the idea you think people got their stimulus checks and they weren't going to spend it responsibly. They were going to spend it on fireworks, but they were going to save it for about six months for said fireworks. Well, some I mean, uh, I know some didn't get their stimmies until recently, which reminds me, I'm still I'm still out of check. Biden, what the hell? You owe me, buddy. Yeah, we we the first one it took a long time for us to get the second one. Not as many issues. Yeah, the the uh, neighborhood right by us, they had a huge fireworks show, but it just uh seemed like it was going on everywhere, but uh they were pretty. They're just like the other fireworks that I've seen the last 30 years of my life. Justin, how was your 4th of July weekend? I know you did a little traveling. Everything go all right? Oh, my gosh. It was so outstanding. Guys, I needed a reset like that. That's almost what it was. It was a reset. I went to Virginia to play golf for two days, and then I got to go to Patoka Lake on Sunday. So it was almost like I know it doesn't meet your qualifications for a vacation, TJ, but those three days to me felt like a vacation. I'm ready to roll today. Well, weekend getaways can be just as useful and uh, as important. So good to hear. Pittsburgh was amazing. Wedding was uh, great. And then ended up having coming back and, and having a nice weekend 
myself as well, kind of hanging out, not not doing too much, because uh, the, uh, the the wedding was a blast, but it was flew by, not a ton of sleep those few days, and uh, good catching up with a lot of friends. But good to have the gang back together here on Kentucky Roll Call. A lot of fun was had. I do feel like. I missed a ton, Roush, only being yeah, out yeah. those uh, those those two days. But goodness gracious, a lot happened while uh, the last five days or so. Yes, a, a lot did uh, during your vacation. But I need to know before we get into all of the UK basketball roster moves, did your back hold up enough to play Oakmont? Yeah, so if I would have played – so heard it Tuesday, a week ago today – if I would have played Wednesday, definitely not would have been able to play because I look like I was 96 years old walking, and I guarantee you there's probably some 96-year-olds that could walk better than me the way I looked on that Wednesday. And then, so like all day Wednesday, Wednesday evening, uh, I, I was like doing every – you would have thought I was like a professional athlete the way I was taking care of my back. And then we had the car ride, and the car ride did not help at all. Uh, so we got to the hotel Wednesday night. I had no idea if it was how I was going to feel in the morning. Woke up, didn't feel 100%, but I was like, all right, I think if I can just walk around and, like, move, as long as I'm not sitting down in this, like, weird little posture, I mm-hmm. should be all right. Yes, it, I was fine enough to play Oakmont. We had rain for the first two or three holes, but they just, like, you know, as long as it's not lightning, they, they were like, if you want to play, go out there and play. Uh, and then the weather was perfect. And then Friday – no rain at all, just like 73 and sunny. So best uh, two amazing rounds. I wish I would have played a little bit better, but that course has made much better golfers than me look just as bad. So I felt like I was in probably some good company. Shot a 99 the first day, and then I was at like a 46 or 47 on the turn the second day, which was fine, like on pace to, you know, be in the 90s again. And then just like, it all fell apart. Mm. Uh, the back didn't start necessarily hurting, but like the whole the whole body was just like, eh. eh. <laughs> but it, it is weird. I, I had uh, not had the pleasure of playing with caddies before. You want to talk about feeling important? You do. And then, like, really, when you're walking and you're not carrying a bag, you're not pushing a bag. Like walking 18 really wasn't all that shabby. Uh, it, it was a good time. That that place is beautiful. Having the wedding at Oakmont was surreal we were staying on the 18th green basically we had these cottages i stayed in the dustin johnson's champion cottage the champion suite yeah so pretty, was paulina there too uh there they, you know i'd mentioned the lack of sleep earlier yeah there was, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a lot of activities going on in the dustin johnson suite uh that joke got so worn out over the weekend that i'm glad that i got at least a chuckle out of you boys because yeah. it uh it, it it had ran its course i can and promise you that but no it was awesome uh pittsburgh they do a thing called a cookie table at weddings not sure if you all are familiar or not but uh this one was more like a cookie room where like after you have dinner i guess that's a pittsburgh thing is just to have billions of cookies for your guests these were like three billion cookies for their guests they, they know they know how to put on a wedding in pittsburgh uh, good time Good time. Hey, rubbing elbows with folks up there. 11-12, the date for the Robert Morris UK game. 11-12, All right. the date uh, for that yeah, game. November, November 12th. No no radio show has a more scoop on the Kentucky Robert Morris <laughs> basketball game than this one. But, yes, uh, that, that's when that game will be. 
Don't forget Mount St. Mary's as well, somewhere probably a day or two later uh, or before. And uh, I think Ohio University a day or two later or a day or two before. That will be your UKIT, if you will. So uh, that, that will be exciting. But good weekend. Good to see everybody. And uh, the busy summer of weekend getaways continues because I think there's like three or four more little little trips on the docket. Uh, it's Gosh, we're so busy, Roush. Like weddings babies trips vacations this and that it seems like there's no end to it but uh i'm sure things will slow down in october when the baby comes so we're trying to get out there and do as much as we can it's been a lot of fun hope you all had a good weekend as well like i said but from a sports world roush what the what Davy on mints coming back that's unbelievably great news <laughs> i was pumped about that and then now uk may add like one more player two more players our pets heads are falling off this is wild i had to like spend four hours yesterday just reading everything i could to feel like i was up to speed and even still i just don't really know what the latest is oh man my favorite text in the show it was either thursday and friday or friday was hey guys you think tj still think mints is gone <laughs> <laughs> oh, I enjoy just that. No. I, I enjoy good oh, pot I, shot I, at us whenever we can. But yeah, a lot of stuff happened uh, in the last. Basically, if if, if anybody did a, a, a TJ and said, you know what, I'm going to start my holiday weekend a little bit early. There, there was, I mean, the UK basketball roster as we know it, we were kind of like, okay, well, for, for a time, it was maybe they get Jalen Duran and that would be great. And, but you know, it's, eh, it'd be a lot to ask for. And, you know, Mince, is he going to come back? Is he going to stay or go? We don't know. Now there's Mince is back. Duran might be out, but Kofi Coburn might be in. And also, Marcus Carr is coming back to college and he's at least listed UK as an option. Now, Terry, in all fairness, I do think that Carr could have happened if Mintz did not return. So, like, that would have been a nice plan B. But I ultimately don't think that's going to be the case. He's, I think it's going to be up to Texas or Louisville. Torres uh, has got his pulse on the college basketball coaches and who he's hearing from, and he thinks it's going to be Texas. Um, which would be great if he just didn't end up at Louisville. And poor Devin Askew, like, uh, or actually, should I say poor Devin Askew? I don't know. But uh, I, I think in – Hey, college athletes aren't poor anymore. That's changed since I've been gone. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, man, there really has been a lot happening. There's, Everybody's there, rich now. There's there's been, there's been a ton. And uh, for Devin Askew, I, you know, I, I, I don't think anybody's – like, heart should break for him, but – I, I do wonder how, like, wonder if he's just like, damn it. Like, what the hell? Like, I, I come here. It's a new start. It looks, you know, looking good. He's being projected as a starter, which I always thought was kind of weird. Like, maybe he could have been, but surely Texas would have somebody that could do a little bit more than Devin Askew did, at least from what we saw. But players do get better. Uh, yeah, so the Marcus Carr stuff, that literally made my jaw drop because I was like, there's just no way. Like, why is Kentucky even on this list? And it seemed like your your usual recruiting suspects, Jack Pilgrim, Travis Graft, and people, uh, they, they, they kind of – common sense seems to be winning out. They're like, Carr to Kentucky, while at one time maybe could have been – maybe could have happened, it ain't happening – it's not happening in this scenario. It ain't right, happening right. now. And I think once Kentucky decided to pull the trigger on Wheeler, the car 
the, the, the car ship sailed, if you if you will. Uh, Where, or you, uh, you could say the car automobile there took we off. Go. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say if it was a car ship, that would be cool, but I don't I haven't seen too many car ships out there. No, they're they're, they're pretty rare. But yeah. uh yeah, that, that was surprising. Although you look at it and like Texas pretty loaded. You had Marcus Carr. They're going to be right there with Kentucky. Preseason top threes, top fives will be uh, very trendy. Final four picks, national title picks, and, and rightfully so. Texas would be loaded if they added Marcus Carr. Kansas, you get a backcourt of uh, who? Remy Martin and uh, Marcus Carr. That's going to be lethal. Like That would be really, really good. But I can't help but think, Roush, no team could use a Marcus Carr more then the surprise school on the list, mm-hmm. Louisville. Louisville, gosh, I feel like if I was a UofL fan, I would just be – I don't know what you can do. I, I, I don't know if I'd be going to, like, Yum Brands or uh, wherever, UPS, and just being like, <laughs> make a deal with Carr. Make a deal with Carr. Do what you have to because I feel like the whole expectations of Louisville season would shift from, eh, like maybe a tournament team, maybe win a game to, okay, like, this feels a little bit more like normal. We've got good players again. Uh, I, the Louisville edition, that's crazy, you know? Like, it, it, Marcus Carr goes to Kansas or Louisville, that becomes Kentucky's problem, Roush, right? Kentucky will play Kansas, they'll play Louisville, they do not play Texas. They go to Texas, though, that, that could be Kentucky's problem in March. You, you wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't want to be saying in May, ah, remember when Marcus Carr was deciding where he was going to go? If he didn't pick Texas, maybe Kentucky would have won the title because Texas would be legitimately that good. So even though it's not going to be Kentucky, and it will not be Kentucky, it'd be cool if it was, but there's just no there's no path here for Marcus Carr to end up at UK. It's going to impact Kentucky, Roush, it seems like it. I mean, from a literal standpoint, they may go against them in two of those teams, and then a third in Texas in the sense of, okay, that could lead to uh, an epic March showdown, and and we want Kentucky to be able to win the championship. Obviously, you, you cross those bridges when you come to them, but is there a team on there you think to yourself, eh, I don't want them going there? Uh, I, I would really only want him at Kentucky so that Louisville cannot get him. I think if he goes to Louisville, it could be another Carly Jones kind of situation where, oh man, uh, it'd be fun to see how bad they'd be without him. Because I really, I really do want to see how how low Chris Mack can take this program. So uh, I would prefer him to go to Texas of all of those four choices. Because I think, I've, like you said, unless it's uh, an elite eight situation, uh, I, I do think that that's probably the least threatening of all of them. Yeah, I think that's probably, uh, I, I think that's probably fair. And, uh, but we'll, we'll see it, it, it. Do you, do you wish Kentucky maybe wouldn't have, uh, gone all in on Wheeler and waited for Carr? Would the juice have been worth the squeeze in your opinion? He, Carr was the name we always mentioned. He, he was, he was one of the early ones in the transfer portal or, I guess really he wasn't, but we are still kind of using his name. And then he was, but he may go pro. Do you think Kentucky kind of moved too quickly with Wheeler? We've seen UK do that in the past, and it kind of bite bite them in the butt. I'm fine with it because the way that the roster is shaking out now, Carr's a volume guy, um, you know, and if I want to be mean, I would just call him a gun, but I'm not going to do that. So when you've got as many, I mean – 
TJ, we can we're going to be doing this exercise until the freaking season starts. But trying to figure out your five person lineup is not going to be an easy task. There's just a ton of talented guards on this team right now, uh, a ton of talented bigs, and you could add one more. So I no, I don't. I'm not going to begrudge Cal for moving quickly on this one because, uh, n- not to say that he would be bad for UK. But I, I at least like that in severe wheeler, you've got a guy who will happily fit the role of being a, a pass first, pass second, pass third point guard. Spot on. And you're right about that. I saw some people say that sentiment like, no, thank you. Don't want him to mess up the chemistry. First off, we don't know what the chemistry is. We haven't seen him really play. We have no idea what the lineups are going to be. Secondly, just to kind of play devil's advocate here for a moment, though, I, I I do think Carr's fit with UK, completely different, would change dynamics, uh, just the way he plays. He's a really, really good player. Roush, something we always kind of talked about, though, when constructing this roster for this team next season would be, though, do you have somebody that can take over a game late? Do you have somebody that you got to go get a bucket, go find a way to get in the lane, and if you can't score yourself, you better be able to dish and, and kick it to somebody that can. And we know Kentucky will have the shooters to knock down those shots. It's just who can get a defense to collapse and penetrate out. Wheeler, we know that he can pass, how much he's going to be able to blow by folks. Uh, at times did it at Georgia. At times, you know, longer defenders sometimes made life difficult on him. He turned the ball over trying to do too much. Part of that maybe being Tom Crean's offense. Ty Ty Washington, this looks like candidate number one in terms of, hey, go get us a bucket, go make something happen. Mm-hmm. Still a freshman, though. And, and Kentucky has a, a pretty high success rate with freshmen doing well, but it's not 100%. There's some freshmen that go in there, and the transition to the college game is tough. And what if that happens with Todd Ty Washington? We know Dante Allen isn't beating people off the dribble. We know C.J. Frederick isn't beating people off the dribble and going and, and getting buckets late. Davion Mintz, we can see it in a pinch, but that was on a really bad team. And and, and when Davion Mintz tried to take over games, he would do a good job, but it didn't always result in Kentucky wins because Kentucky was really bad last year. So I would say that Carr would have definitely given you that, hey, we know he can get to the inside the paint, and we know he can finish, and we know he can score, and we know he can do a lot of good things beating people off the dribble. It would have at least solidified and checked that box, as we always talk about here on KRC, but that's a little bit of a stretch, Roush, because I did mention three other players that, yeah, they may be able to do it, or they can do it, or they did do it, but so I, even in my own devil's advocate, I did list three people that could be able to do the things that I'm wanting Marcus Carr to do. The only thing is Carr is a certainty to do it. The other three asterisks or maybe a little optimistic thinking they're going to be able to take it. But that's the only thing with Carr that really crossed my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, I wait, the platooning, did that not cross your mind at all? You didn't want to start saying the P word? Uh, I did not start saying the P word. I did not. Although, I, you know, you bring in Kofi, you bring in Kofi from Illinois, and you got to, like, you got to to some extent, right? Maybe you don't call it a platoon. Maybe you don't literally do like the five in, five out sort of deal, like Kentucky did a few times in fourteen and fifteen. But rotations would be pretty fluid, I would say. Like you'd be throwing bodies in, taking bodies out. Somebody isn't at 100%. All right, let's get somebody else in there that could. Uh, where I weigh in on the Kofi, Jalen Duran thing, 
is if you can get Kofi and you don't have to sweat out Jalen, you go get Kofi and you go get him right now. Mm-hmm. That was a dominant college basketball big. And while I'm very excited about O, and I'm excited about this front court heading into the season, uh, Kofi makes O look like a child. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> if if Kentucky gets Kofi Coburn on paper, that is likely the most talented team in college basketball history. Oh, my, college my, basketball in my, history. In my opinion, if Kentucky gets Kofi Coburn, most talented team in college basketball history. On paper. Man, it may not play it. out that way, but on paper, absolutely. Oh, it, it, I mean, if, if you're taking into consideration just like – Hey, we we're getting an eighteen point. We're getting an eighteen and ten guy from Illinois who was a one seed. We're getting a four year seventeen point score from Davidson. Uh, again, average you know seventeen points for four years. You're bringing back a forty percent shooter. You're bringing in a forty five percent shooter. You're bringing back another forty percent. Like it, Justin's not necessarily wrong if you look at it and you say from a college production standpoint to bring back this team or to bring in this team, bring back this team, to put together this team, I think is the accurate way to describe it. It's tough to find. It, uh, Justin may be onto something there. Doesn't mean it'd be like the, again, there'd probably be more teams that like one, two, and three were more talented. There's probably Kentucky teams where one, two, and three would be more talented. But from a depth standpoint, and with the talent and returning production, there, there would be no college basketball team with, quote-unquote returning production and just be returning to a different school for a lot of these people. Uh, go make Kofi happen. And, I, you know, it. you're talking seven foot 285. Dude is an absolute monster. And I know there's some people that are worried, no, 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 if you get Kofi, though, and then you know Cal, he's going to play him with Oscar, and then you're going to have Wheeler, the point guard. Ah, Roush, that's three people that can't shoot. No, the cow's going to ruin it. He's going to ruin it again, not modern offense. You're going to have people freaking out about that stuff. But maybe that maybe that is a lineup cow plays. I don't know. There's a million lineups he could play. But I wouldn't be shocked at some point if Wheeler, Oscar, and Kofi would be on the court if Kofi comes to Kentucky. And fingers crossed that he does. It'd be such a monster yeah. addition, one that we never even thought was going to happen. But maybe there would be a time that those three would be on the court. But you know what? If Cal wanted to, he could put – he could put C.J. Frederick there, and he could put Davion Mintz. And boom, right then and there, two 40% three-point shooters, 40-plus three-point shooters on the roster. You're not going to have probably the opponent that has two 40-point three-point shooters on the floor at the same time. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But my whole point is, all right, you got three people that can shoot, but then you have two dead-eye knockdown three-point shooters. That's still going to be better than a lot of other teams. And then the other teams aren't going to have the rebounders of Oscar and Kofi rebounding offensive rebounds and defensive rebounds like even if you're so scared about some of these lineups Cal could play with the lack of shooters it's probably physically not going to happen because there's just so many shooters across the board some are going to be in at any given time Roush even if there are three or three or two shooters out on the floor that that aren't great from outside or two or three players I should say that are not great shooters It, it just seems weird to start worrying about lineups because I, I, you're always going to have shooters in the fold. Yeah, and what I like about, I mean, I'd probably be most excited of all of the additions just for Kofi. I know that I want shooting so bad, but man, a throwback big. You don't see many like him in college basketball anymore. And he is the he is such a Calipari post player. Cal loves the big back to the back kind of guys that you can 
get an easy bucket, you know, good guaranteed offense almost whenever. And if not, you have guys crash down just leaving shooters wide open on the perimeter. So, uh, I I mean, yes. man, you want to talk about just a dream. You can run the signature luck at four in, one out, one in. Was it one out, four in offense? Or yes. four out, one in. But, yeah, man, just give me give me that. Give me all of that. Ah, and, like, Oscar is – we, we thought Oscar was in a play like that. Kofi makes Oscar, like you said, look like a child in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild. There's just a little part of me. And, and you know, with Davion Mintz, I do think there was a time where he was, he was anticipating leaving and then maybe kind of looked at some professional options. And I don't, I don't doubt for a second the nil stuff mattered. But uh, I think the big thing for him, he was kind of sick of college. But I guess maybe if you're getting a little – extra coin on the side college ain't going to be too shabby especially if you're going to be on a pretty loaded team like kentucky will be but i was definitely wrong and uh, still somewhat surprised that that mints decided to come back i'll be floored if you bring in a guy like kofi there's just a little part of me that's like illinois loses two assistants to kentucky and now they may lose their 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 best player I don't know. I feel like like I, I don't. I just I can't imagine a scenario where Illinois lets this happen. And I know it's not up to them. And I know that again, like more people, like what he's used to at Illinois, most of those people are gone. Um, like he, you know, he may be more familiar with Kentucky having the two assistant coaches because I know Illinois lost a lot of players. Adam Miller left. Ao decided uh, he, he's going to the draft. So there's not a. Uh, there's not a scenario that I don't think Illinois is going to do everything in their power. And supposedly their insiders, Roush, are like, no, he's coming back to Illinois. The Kentucky stuff, no way. That's not. That, there's no chance that's happening. I don't know. So where I'm at on Kofi is I'll believe it when I see it, mm-hmm. but you got to love the rumblings we're hearing right now. It seems positive. Yeah, and apparently there were – whenever Antigua and Chin initially – made the move there were some rumblings then that Coburn would go with them but for whatever reason I guess it was kind of like all of us they were just like okay sure I'll see it when I you know believe it when I see it but um yeah that that has some likes to it now so oh man I'd be so happy oh so happy if that happened let's gosh come on and it's weird because, like, we, we thought we were fine. I love the front court. I like the back court, especially you had Mintz to it. Let's rock and roll. But now you had, like, a, a double-double Big Ten, debatably, like, the second-best big in the Big Ten. Behind the player of the year. Yeah, he he <laughs> may he may join the fold with you all. It's worth getting excited about, folks. Even if it's like, wait, this seems too good to be true, or uh, if you're like me and you'll believe it when you see it, it's still fun. It's still worth getting pumped up about because that is a – I don't know. When's the last time Kentucky – I mean, Kofi would make Bam look small. That's Bam. Yeah, I mean, I guess – I guess maybe Towns, but – I don't know. I mean, you literally might have to go back to Boogie. I can't even because he's just such an enormous, thick. I mean, he's thick with three C's. Dude is yeah. just a hoss. Kentucky yeah. has never had a center that compares to Kofi in terms of sheer size, ever. <laughs> well, you don't know every every. I mean, I mean, Melvin we, Turpin I mean, was pretty damn good. Right, yeah, right, they, they, right, they've. I'll, I'll put in the disclaimer in the Cal era. Even yeah. even boogies yeah. even boogies three or four inches shorter than Kofi. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, from a weight standpoint, Boogie's probably the closest thing that you you would have. I think he was like 270 in college. But even then, you're talking Kofi having 15, 20 pounds on him. Like, that's just nuts. And you're right about the height sort of deal. Uh, I think Kofi would have an inch or two on him. So it's a big, it's a big, big dude. There's a reason why he, he was able to get so many rebounds and, and clean up and get so many points, garbage points, really, inside. Uh, he's a monster, and if you could add that to the if you could add that to the fold, you'd do it in a heartbeat. Seems like that's what Kentucky's trying to do, and the rumblings as of now seem somewhat positive. So let's go to a break. Get the text into the show five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We're all getting back into the swing of things, but it's a short week. That's exciting, and hey, you get through this week. You get through this weekend. You're talking about being at mid July. Bada boom, bada bing. Before you know it, we're August, and you're really getting to football season. So it'll be here before you know it. We'll get through this week together. We'll get through this show together. This is KRC on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports. FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday after the 4th of July. And want to tell you about our friends at Genesis Diamonds. You can always buy a diamond with zero stress at Genesis Diamonds. Zero. Genesis Diamonds experts, they're not paid on commission. They're not going to be pushy. They're not going to be over the top. There's never any sales pressure at Genesis. Discover the Genesis Diamonds difference. For an informative, transparent, and stress-free buying experience, go to Genesis. If you're thinking about pulling the trigger, asking, popping the big question to your uh, to your significant other, I cannot recommend Genesis enough. That is a stressful period. You're worried about the cost. You're worried about if it's going to be the right ring. Genesis takes all the worry out of the ring buying process. They're over there on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Uh, Roush, we we had we had football news as well while I was gone. Uh, I wouldn't say it was maybe as uh, hot and heavy as the basketball news, but uh, there's a lot of football updates as well, including missing out on some recruits to Penn State, sadly. Yeah, Brad White over the last few years has tried to get some edge rushers out of his home territory. He goes up to the Northeast and has recruited some there. And... It hasn't worked, to, to be quite frank. He's gotten Kentucky in the mix, but recruiting guys from Philly and Pittsburgh to travel, you know, eight to ten hours to go play SEC football instead of just going down the road to play for Penn State at State College, real tall task to ask, and they could certainly use him. Uh, Keon Wiley, he officially visited, and it was between – for all these guys, it was either Pitt, Kentucky, or Penn State. They both picked Penn State. Tyrese Fearbury, he was a really talented edge, four-star, top 250 kind of player. So it's it's disappointing but understandable how they missed out on him. And I just 
I wonder how much longer they're going to try this out before just saying, all right, Brad, just go somewhere closer. Like you don't have to be from the area to be able to recruit it. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe give somebody somewhere else a try because so far that, that really hasn't worked. His efforts might be best utilized going into Tennessee. That's got a really competitive as of late. Uh, I know Wyatt is obviously like doing more than just recruiting Pen- Pennsylvania or Rhode Island or whatever in the Northeast. Like he played a big role in the Wade's commitment and a few others um, just kind of tagging along, if you will, and, and jumping in and being a part of that. But, you know, maybe maybe this signals a time to shift out of that Northeast stuff. It's it's not really working. Oh, wow. Roush calling for uh... – uh, a, a readjustment of the recruiting boundaries. I mean, the the DMV area, they've recruited before with Vince successfully. Uh, that's how you got Josh Pascal to Kentucky and Boogie Watson. So, you know, maybe keep that door open. But, it, I mean, the, these aren't the first two guys that they've kind of gone after that really didn't amount to much, uh, you know, where the decision day came and you didn't – like Kentucky had the hat on the table, but you didn't feel like there was a chance they were picking Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, you, I think you had kind of said as much, um, at least with the freebie, fr- freeze, freeze, breeze, free fella. The breeze. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, what's the latest with Zadarius Rosenthal? Zadarius Rosenthal? Who's that? Oh, our boy Dare from LSU. Where, where are we at with that one? Well, uh, as far as I know, uh, he's going to commit to Kentucky at some point this week. They're going to make it official. So um, I just I wasn't anticipating any news over the weekend because uh, it was a holiday. The bureaucrats, they were taking time off. Now they're back to work and uh, probably figuring out how to get Dare in there. So uh, I do love that, that Justin did drop that tidbit. Uh, it's not Nate Sestino, Kyle Tucker levels of information, but we're getting close to it. Oh, well, the guy's name, that seems actually kind of important. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just the J- – Justin's all about the details, and sometimes it feels just a bit unnecessary. But, hey, it is kind of cool, though. Zedarius. You can't complain about something being unnecessary and then say that the dude's first name is unnecessary. It's his first name. We didn't know it. It's his first name. It's good to know. No, I mean, but that's just like this – it's, say, his, you know. it's his name <laughs> what are you talking about no, I'm, like, I'm, we needed to know his uh, like it's good to know a player that maybe at uk his actual name i'm just saying in general because justin he's like this he, he gets oh, like this with like some guys and i just i don't what they I, he reports their first name oh shame on justin no it's just he he's good and i'm not good at this because for me it just it pays no mind to me and i i respect him for doing it but it's not my cup of tea but he can take one bit of information and turn it into like three paragraphs and i just can't Uh, yeah i i I think you're projecting a little bit on like uh maybe normal tendencies i don't think reporting somebody's name is that big no 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 but like this is like that's like the latest in like five different things of like do we really need to know that? But either way, this is the classic case of like people just want more news and there's just, you just have to wait. Like we had to do this with Wandale too. You just had to wait. So it'll be fine. He'll be at Kentucky before you know it. Well, that's good that Kentucky could be uh, adding 
two is already a strength. Uh, mm-hmm. Depth always a good thing. Uh, at that point, once it does happen, I'm probably going to ha- be at the mindset that if there's a better offensive line in college football than Kentucky's, I- I'd need to see it. And then I'd also wonder if that line would be deeper than Kentucky's. But uh, I, know Kentucky, I know Kentucky, we still have some maybe a slight question mark at the center position. But mm-hmm. uh, everything, gosh, your most important positions I, probably would never be better in the history of UK football than if you get Rosenthal into the mix with it. <laughs> I'll I'll give you some something substantive in Rosenthal here here here's your your Roush KSR update um, so folks out there listening here's your House of Blue thread um, but I was about eighty five percent that Dare would end up at UK uh, before the holiday weekend and now I'm a hundred percent I will eat my column if Dare Rosenthal doesn't end up at Kentucky I talked to some other people that I normally don't hear from that are confident that Dare's gonna end up at UK so. Um, yeah, um, he's he's going to end up at UK. You heard it here first, folks. There you have it. Would that be bad news for like a Jeremy Flax? Would that would we say like he maybe is the one that will see yeah. his playing time decrease the most? Definitely, and I feel kind of bad for Nasir Watkins too because he played a ton as a freshman and a sophomore, and I think last year was setting up to be a, a year where he was not playing a lot because you didn't want to take Kennard and Young off the field, but he's always been that third tackle. Then he tears his ACL or uh, it was some sort of knee injury in the middle of the season. Doesn't play at all. Uh, So, I mean, both of those guys could have played a lot of football this year. And now I'm not quite sure how they fit into the rotation. Yeah. Well, you know, SEC football, people will go down, people will get banged up. They'll, they'll get, uh, even if it's something, not serious could keep you out a quarter could keep you out a half uh could keep you out of possession and 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 i think we'll feel good about any replacement kind of coming into the fold for uk on the offense line good news for chris rodriguez i'm sure he's probably pretty happy about it whoever ends up playing quarterback for uk they'll be happy about it as well more time and roush you couldn't really ask for a better offensive line to implement a new offense one of which is going to showcase play actions a lot more which the name of the game with play actions is you just got to have time for the quarterback to let the play action develop you feel good about it with this offensive line so that means you know you can fake the handoff let the defense sell it and then before you know it maybe you've got Wandell or or Josh shrieking down you can have Will Levis or whoever the starting quarterback may be uh, throwing a 60 yard bomb for a TD and we'll all be happy and we'll celebrate at the Krogue and it'll be here before you know it Roush Oh man! Oh, did Will wait. Levis did Will Levis get his Levi's deal yet? No, no, but he I is a barstool kinda, athlete. So yeah, I did. I did kind of want to talk about Nil. Let's do, should we go to a break and come back and kind of talk about what happened with Nil while I was gone and over the weekend? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'd like to. I mean, just briefly, just kind of talk about who has done what, where, where they're getting some money, and then we need to start spitballing. It. Who, who's KRC going to bring into the fold? Because I know I know websites are doing that, and, and uh, but KSR is probably doing it to some extent. But we'll come back. We'll talk about all those things. We'll we'll get to the bottom of it. How's that sound? Sure. Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this.
Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday. And even though it kind of feels like a Monday, it's actually a Taco Tuesday. You didn't know this, but you do now. Taco Tuesday. No better way to kind of start your work week off than treating yourself to some delicious tacos from Salsaritas. They've got two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Download the app before you go. It's going to save you some money. You download the app, and then you refer a friend. You'll get $10 in your account. They'll get a free entree. You all are eating for free, basically, at that point. So pretty good stuff from Salsaritas. Delicious food, delicious chips, hot spicy salsa. Again, Middletown has a drive-through. St. Matthew's newly renovated over there on Hubbard's Lane, the Middletown one on Shelbyville. Check them out. Google them if you need the directions. You won't be disappointed in your Salsaritas lunch or or dinner. Roush, before we talk nil, can I tell you this story? Because the 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 British Opens this weekend, or the they just call it the Open. But the Open. Is it yes. this weekend or next? Yeah. I thought it was this upcoming weekend. No, maybe uh, I may, I could be making it up, but I think I thought it was this upcoming weekend. Fifteenth through the eighteenth next weekend. So a oh, lot of wow. people so- are over there. Doing, uh, I wonder, like, tune up I, rounds yeah. this week. I wonder if there's yeah. another little like uh, British tournament that some people will play in, or other people. Oh wow! So we okay, good deal. Uh, that is exciting. It's the last golf major now. People forget that since they moved the PGA from August up to the second event. Now we th- this is at least from a major standpoint, this will be it. Don't forget, we'll talk more about this in hour two. But we have the Bryson DeChambeau, Aaron Rodgers, Phil Mickelson, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. We got the two-on-two that going on today. I, I did forget about that until I hopped on the Twitter this morning. It's like, oh, well, this will this should create some news. If n- nothing else, the way Bryson and Aaron have been, uh, they're big newsmakers nowadays. Wait, that starts yeah. at five, right? Yeah, it yes. kind of leads into the finals tonight. Hell yeah, that's my whole bar shift tonight. Awesome. Some would say we didn't need both these on the same night. I'm I'm kind of I'm liking it because it just being staying awake to get to the finals and all that like it can be tough. So I'm glad we'll have the match to at least occupy our time until then. Yeah, you're right, and it'll be fun. I'm excited about it. Uh, should be good. But from the golf world, did you see? Why Sung Jae-im and Siwoo Kim are withdrawing from the Open Championship? Is it a protocol thing? No. Well, maybe, depending on how you look at it. Uh, this is this is wild. And I almost like, I would hope that maybe there's like an update that like we get some resolution on it, but probably won't. This is probably just going to be, this from Golf Digest. They have dropped out of the Open Championship to focus on the Tokyo Olympics. Roush, if you remember, golf relatively new or relatively back to the Tokyo or to the Olympics. Uh, I think it was a great idea to bring golf back to the games. But uh, both will represent South Korea at the Olympics. And uh, that starts, I think, at the end of this month is when the golfing starts. And the Olympics will, will be around that time as well. And... They are skipping the Open and focusing more on the Olympics because they, if they get a medal, I don't know if it's a medal or a gold medal. I saw both. But if they can win a medal, 
They'll be exempt from the mandatory two-year service in the South Korean Army. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want to talk yeah. about stakes. I'm, like, <laughs> imagine these two coming down the last day, and I don't really know the format of the Olympic golf because I, I think we've only had one year of it since it's been back, and I think it was back way back when. Anywho, I don't really know the format, but can you imagine the drama of like, oh, you know, we, we watched we watch Open, we watched uh, whatever golf event, the big playoff event. They had three guys go to the playoffs. That was a lot of fun. Uh, on Sunday, we we watch those. We're pumped because it's like, oh my gosh, a million dollars on the line. This is a million dollar putt. Imagine a two year military exemption on the line. That's mm-hmm. gonna make you tune in. That is uh, that's wild. I guess if you win a medal or you win a gold gold medal, that is worthy of exemption for South Korean military laws. But it is mandatory that I think all their male citizens have to serve two years in the army at some point, and it can be really costly to a golfer. Because, uh, you know, or any athlete, you only have such a professional sports window. So they will be playing for an exemption. That's crazy. One one event, two years on the line. You you tell me there's no drama in the Olympics. They're just going out there playing for fun. Lots of drama. Should be a really good time when that rolls around. Before you reach the the kind of the, the punchline of that story, if you will, I was like, there's not. I mean, I was thinking to myself. You can play in the British Open and get ready for golf. I mean, come on. It can't be that big of a deal. But no, no, it's, yeah, it's definitely worth withdrawing. There will be many other British Opens. You're going to need to learn that course in Tokyo as well as you can. You're going to want to treat that bad boy like a home course if you've got two years on the line with it. But, uh, yeah, I was telling that to the wife, and she's like, oh, that, that, that's evil. They, they, uh, of course, a place with a dictator would do that. I was like, you're thinking of North Korea. Uh, this is South Korea. <laughs> And there are a bunch of countries that have military service, man, you know, requirements. You got to do this. You got to do that. And uh, I don't think the North Korean golfers, well, if North Korea was sending golfer, it'd probably just be Kim Jong-un himself with a nice 18. I don't think anybody else is allowed to golf. Yeah. If you ever remember that story about how he shot, like, uh, got hole in ones and all this ended up being a the, whoever kept score for him said they did not know the golf rules <laughs> and that's how you thought you kept score so uh, that was always a, a fun little tidbit there so there's your golf update i guess since we brought it up who you all rooting for tonight uh i am rooting for bryson and aaron to just hate each other by hole 10 like you're you're rooting for some fights yeah, yeah, because I think I actually think that uh, Aaron knows how to like kind of, like he's a competitor, but I think he knows how to like throw barbs on the course, kind of like Brady or something like that. And the last time we saw Brady out there, he had one crazy awesome shot. In the rest, he was kind of bad. So uh, I I can see the others. I, I I just really want to get Bryson frustrated because I can't see him being somebody who can just act normal on a golf course, be chummy whatsoever. And especially after the week he had where he fired his, or his caddy quit right before the tournament. Yeah. Don't, don't you gosh, that's, that was wild too. That, that one, I kind of barely got like a glimpse of what was happening, but I know Brooks had a, uh, he had that Instagram post about his caddy and whatnot. Those caddy appreciation day. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know the format of tonight, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau versus Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. Uh, 
better golfers supposedly are DeChambeau and Rogers, but Brady and, and Mickelson are a little bit more familiar with the format, which is alternate shot, and there will be on-course wagers made throughout the match, and uh, it's going to be a match play alternate shot. So, Oh, nice. So you just play – okay. Yeah, the, and, and, that, and that was smart of them to do it that way because what if, like, on hole four, you know, it's just somebody's up by seven strokes or something happens and it's yeah, like – You're just wasting ma- time. Match play, you can just it, – it should and hopefully will be exciting throughout the entire game, uh, which – which should be good. Let's see the odds on the sports book. Uh, they are favorites. DeChambeau and Rogers are your favorites in the match from a Vegas standpoint. Mm. Minus 175. Brady Ooh. Mickelson plus 138. But hey, they're the defending champs. Yeah, let's yeah. go old guys. I'll take that 138. I, I think that just being around Brady is going to get in Roger's head if I'm going to be completely frank with folks. And again, you know, I, I'm a little disappointed. Hey, I'm I'm a little disappointed with Aaron Rodgers throughout this whole Packers mess. Um, I get. I don't know. I don't know if, if I'm rooting for him. I don't know. I'd say I'm going to have to see how I feel when the match starts. If you know, if it if it's it's like oh, there's there's my number twelve. There's old Aaron. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get back into it with him. But Phil and Phil and Tom Brady certainly seem to come off a lot more likable from the public eye, don't they? Yeah, Absolutely. Especially now. But I, I will say though, TJ, you you you're gonna see Aaron out there and he's gonna do something fun and you're it's it's a little bit different than watching him throw in a football, but you're gonna fall right back in love. Just don't you worry, buddy. It's gonna happen. Oh, there should be like, you know, if you do like a golf scramble, it's like Pay $5, you get a mulligan. Pay $5, you get one throw. Pay $5, you get a kick on the course. There should be just like, all right, uh, one time Brady and Rodgers get to throw a football, and like the exact spot of where it lands is like where you get to putt or something like that. Screw that. Let them throw a golf ball. Well, throw a golf ball way farther. I I mean, do we know that first and foremost? Secondly, I don't know if we do. I bet they could throw a football further than a golf ball. And secondly, football the, the, the football would be fun. It's a football. Yeah, it would be fun. I'm We're with you. We need we need a we need a throw hole for sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. That that would be uh why not? That would be hilarious. Like, you know, if there was like a short par three or something like that, just like let them grip it and rip it. Be a, that'd be a good time. Yeah. Uh, all right, hour one done. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the nil in hour two. We've got text we got to get to as well. 502-414-1450 is the text line. You send it in. We read it on the show. We got other news to get to as well. So, uh, and a jam-packed hour two of KRC coming up next here on the Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. (laughs) 
Hey there, welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here. On your Tuesday morning, we appreciate you spending time with us and chatting a lot about sports that happened over the weekend, especially in regards to UK. There was a lot of news. It was hot and heavy, and I'm glad that we've got uh, these two hours to talk about it. One more remaining on today's show. Uh, Roush, where do you, where would you like to start? I know we we're going to talk a little bit about nil. Uh, it seems like everybody's on cameo. I yep. want to know from you who's going to be the first KRC uh, advertiser, if you will. Who, who's going to be the first face to KRC from a, from an athlete, UK athletic standpoint? Who? That's a great question. I would say it's probably going to be. Uh, hmm. Man, that is a great question. Uh, I think we've got to get out of the quarterback lane. We hitched our wagon to Terry Wilson. Uh, that was a fact. That was how our show got off the ground. So we can't go with a quarterback. I think it would be wise to get with social media superstar DeAndre Square. Mm, that would yeah. be a bad idea. Although- Big Twitter guy. Well, you got to. You got to also remember, though, that like this is KRC. We got a pretty small budget, so is Square outside of our price range? I think it was what a lot of folks are probably wondering in this moment. Well, um, our budget's ten, so. <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're in a total bind. I mean, we got to find somebody on the real cheap, cheap. <laughs> but in all seriousness. You saw that like Jordan Watkins signed with the U of L rivals site. Uh, I, I, to the extent of what that's going to, that partnership's going to look like, doesn't seem like anybody really knows. Uh, but I know that probably other sites are going to do something similar. What can you tell us behind the scenes? What's KSR got cooking? Uh, we got plenty of stuff cooking, but I think <laughs> kind of like how. I mean, a lot of this stuff, you want to talk about the NCAA not being prepared. We spent so much time saying they should do it, they should do it, and not fully thinking out how the other side should do it. I think a lot of these sponsorships are a little slow on their roll because because the the entities that are paying for them weren't really sure what it was going to look like, what kind of limitations there could potentially be, and just what is the value of some of these guys? So, you know, I, it, it, it is, we, we had that first kind of wave of stuff, but kind of like what you're seeing with the bar still, I mean, they don't know what they're doing either. They're just like, well, I'll just add a bunch of people and go from there. So yeah, maybe that's where KSR is at. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. If you're one of these websites and you get one of these guys, you may, you all may or may not know this, but will you still have to go through the back channels and go through the university to talk to them? Or since they're contractually with you, you can just go straight to them. See, so, that's, that's, that's a great question, Jeff. So my answer to that is and UK has been very specific with their phrasing as well. A lot of their policies, like don't talk to the student athletes. Well, don't talk to the student athletes on the record is how it has been, how it always will be. Um, but if you're paying them on the side to speak, that's where I do think it is. It is different. So like if we got somebody to write a journal on the website, let's just say that would be the case. Like, I, I mean, that's technically on the record and that's different. So yeah, there are some complications to that, but as far as setting up 
stuff. Like these athletes have always been able to talk to us. UK would just get mad if you went on the record for talking to them outside of their normal media obligations. Yeah, it's not like they're searching through phones or stuff like that. Like you, a lot of people could have sources that were inside the program or players, or and, and they would kind of just share some stuff that they were here and here or there. But you couldn't, you couldn't say, "Hey, Cash Daniel texted me and said that Kentucky, blah blah." You know, you couldn't do it that way. But you could still have some inside sources with that stuff. I, I don't know. That makes it tough for Kentucky because, like, what if? What if play, you know, let's just pick a random player. What if Chris Rodriguez, what if we sign him and we're like, hey, we're going to pay you and you got it pretty sweet. All we really need you to do is just every Monday, come on the show for 15 minutes. Tell us about the last week. Tell us about the game, how you all feel prepped and all that stuff. And and we just want a 15 minute spot every Monday for your $200, whatever the money would be for it. I don't think Kentucky would have any right to come in and be like, oh, sorry, you, you didn't set this up with us. Right, uh, right, right. You, you got you to come through the, the proper channels. Uh, he'll speak with the media on Monday and like a, a set. Like, I, I think that unfortunately for schools, and they're not going to like hearing this, I think if you try to fight it and be like, no, you still, we still are controlling interviews. We're still controlling what can be said publicly, what can't be. It's going to be a losing battle, and it ain't going to be pretty for the schools, I think, that try to put their foot down for that sort of deal. Um, I think they're just going to kind of lose control in that regard. And it'd be better, Roush, to do the proper media training that if they're out and about and they're asked weird questions or they're put in tough spots, they know what to do rather than just to not let it happen at all. But I'll be interested to see how that's going to work. Because, yeah, I thought the same thing. I saw Barstool, and I know they were kind of joking about it. Like, we don't know what any of this means, but it wasn't a joke. They really don't know, like, what we're going to do with some of these partnerships. Right, right. Um, I I have seen – I don't think I've necessarily seen somebody sign up with, like, a radio station for a weekly hit or anything like that, which – that wouldn't be anything new. Like that's one of the few media things that Brady does outside. He he go goes on a show on WEEI for, or he used to when he was with the Patriots. He would do a weekly bit that was, uh, I'm sure, a good deal for him. Uh, but I I haven't seen many out there. Although I did see that there were a couple Nebraska basketball players that got a bar to sponsor a podcast for them. Uh, and I had this, not this, I don't, I don't want to say necessarily had this discussion with, uh, UK Pez, but it was just kind of in general. I, I think the radio hits would be the easiest. I think the podcasting would be the most, um, the most work they don't want to do kind of deal. But you know, that's where we're going to find out too. Like how much are some of these guys going, how much more extra stuff, how much more extra work are they willing to put in? And what, what will make the juice worth the squeeze for them? All right, here's what you got to do. Fine. Here's what you got. Rash, you got to help me out on this. Okay. 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 Here, this is, this is uh pulling back the curtain. You guys are sitting in on a KRC brainstorming session, which rarely happens. And you're going to see why here, but what I'm going to need you to do, find a young player on the football team. That okay, is like okay. a good, that's a good talker. Okay. And like fun, you know, just kind of gets it like, you know, enjoys the, just enjoys being a student athlete, realizes that very lucky, good spot. And then that's, that will be it. That's who we'll that's pay. That's our ticket. Okay. We'll take some of the Patreon money and then all we'll say is just a, 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 a weekly spot. We can do it on a wacky Wednesday. We can do it on a Tuesday. We can do whatever day we want. 
We'll just do a weekly spot. How's Christian Lewis as a talker? Uh, huh. Okay. I mean, I mean, he's nice the one time I've spoke with, spoke with him. But That's the thing. The young guys, they're not really, you know, they're like 17, 18-year-old kids. They're not used to media well, interviews. They're, it can be tough for some of these kids. I understand it. And there's gotta, also a difference between, like, Lavelle Wright is a good speaker, but he's like a, like a good kid, and I don't know how candid he would be because he's such mm. a respectful kid, you know? Yeah. So we got to find somebody who's kind of a goofball as well. It'd be... It'd be nice if, if we got like freshman year bully, you know, like that. That's really oh, the, the lane that, you want to go on, you know. That's what that's what that's what we're shooting for. That's the that's because we got to get in early because then it's going to be cheaper, right? Right. Yeah. But th- this basically this is like this is like KRC coin here. This is an investment. <laughs> Who can we get in early with that? Like in two or three years, KRC will have the best scoop in the history of radio shows. Oh man, and you'll just be, have to tune in to KRC to to hear what's going on with the Kentucky football team. You you absolutely would have to. There'd be no other way around it. Uh, what about Moses Douglas? Uh maybe he's a little on the shyer side, but yeah, maybe. Okay, well we'll spitball. We'll figure it out. We got a producer to to make these things happen. So. Uh, Justin, we'll just need you to have. We'll just need you to sign KRC's first endorsed athlete if that's cool with you. Okay. Yeah, um, that's cool with me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I got this. Uh, I'm an agent now. I found. Uh, I think Sam and Nelly. The one time I talked to him, he was kind of goofy. Um, so I don't. Ooh, know, yeah, we good. we've got. Yeah, we, there's some options out there. That's what I. That's that's what I like to. That's what I like to hear. And also, like I, you know, one way to if I, I, I don't know, I don't like. Well, I have to, if we did this, if we actually did do it, would we have to do like W-2s? Would they be, would like my LLC technically have a new employee with this football player? Ooh. Or can it like really be hush-hush under the table from Uncle Sam sort of deal? I, I don't think so. I think you they would have to get 1099 in that case. Not necessarily and, and, W-2, I mean, that, but like, I think 1099. Again, yeah. Yeah, there's a, but, that's why I like part of the, um, with the university – that's part of the services they need to provide is kind of yes. like, uh, hey, here's how you pay taxes on the money you've earned kind of stuff. So you're not in trouble with the IRS. Uh, here's a, a place where you can I, I don't know if they would like arbitrate meetings or anything, but at least a place to do business where you can go in, make copies, print stuff off, junk like that, you know, like an office center. Yep, totally, uh, totally agree. That's going to probably separate some athletic departments from other ones. The ones who can say, listen, this stuff can be confusing. You're worried about just playing and you're worried about being a student. And now you got to worry about taxes and this additional income. As long as we will like, we will coordinate the paperwork with you all in this company that's paying you. As long as you're just kind of forthcoming with everything that's coming in with this stuff and boom, you'll be taken care of at the end of, the year we'll have your tax stuff ready for you and we'll give it to you. You'll write the check and you'll, you'll be good to go. The athletic departments that have good foundations of that, because I still don't get taxes. I'm just going to be honest with folks. Uh, it, it's confusing. It's hard. You don't really know exactly if you're, what you're doing is the right thing. I'm lucky. That's why I married a CPA is because she helps with that stuff and makes my life a hell of a lot easier. It's not the only reason I married her, but certainly definitely up there. Uh, so the, the the athletic departments that will make this stuff easier, and Roush, that would be a good way too if like, hey, we'll get that stuff set up for you. But then also if you're an athletic department, you'd probably feel a little warm and fuzzier inside knowing that like 
okay, we'll be seeing everything coming in. No surprises as long as we provide them with the proper paperwork for taxes and whatnot. So that seemed like good middle ground. No under the table, hush, hush dealings. But you give us the paperwork, we'll take care of it for you. Be a pretty sweet deal for like an 18, 19 year old kid that's getting mm-hmm. that's new to getting income. I remember the first time I had to pay taxes. I'm in the, you know, when I was working for rivals, independent contractor. So taxes were not taken out. And I remember the first time that it was like, okay, you're going to owe this year. And I was like, all right, I'm sure I will owe. And then you hear, and I didn't pay quarterlies because I didn't know what that was. So that first year, not paying oh, quarterlies, man. and then like seeing that number, I mean, it was hilarious. It, like, I mean, it wasn't hilarious, but it was just like, gosh, if I had known or if I had been, if I had had an idea that this is how it was all going to go, things would be a little bit different. But, you know, now you pay quarterlies, still. Well, not fun giving away money like that, but yeah, that that's what I was wondering. So glad you cleared that up. Uh, we'll we'll get an athlete. We'll we'll try to figure one out. Uh, didn't Davion Mintz sign with a sandal company? Uh, Kellen Grady. Kellen Grady. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Explaining to Trevor what slide sandals are. That was a that was an adventure. But he couldn't understand the concept of sandals. Like when I said slides were a sandal, he was thinking like slip on shoes. It was very. Very confusing. Which, mm. by the way, I think more on air producing is is Trevor going to be like our? We need to make Trevor our weekly appearance guy, but we just don't pay him. But he could be our nil athlete. But he's not an athlete. Is the only issue there? Yeah, but he's an athlete watcher, and isn't that as difficult as actually playing the sport? Well, I guess kind of what you're saying is just have Trevor come on and talk sports. We we sometimes do do that. Okay. <laughs> he's he's not an athlete. Trust me. You'll yeah, but... you'll, you'll just have to take my word. <laughs> Nick, I, I think don't know. You're putting I see you soccer ball. Nick, I think you're putting too many eggs in one basket on that one, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, that I, would I require reaching. him to be reliable. Mm, that's a good point. Which he has been the last couple weeks. I got to be honest. So I remember it was going to be like midnight. You all aren't going to believe these deals. What are, what's the biggest, what's the biggest nil deal we got over the weekend? Do you have any idea, Roush? Um, I'm not counting masterpiece son, because I just don't believe that some website is paying a kid $2 million over four years. Um, so Derek King got the big ones. I haven't, I haven't seen any big basketball ones, which is surprising. That is a little surprising, right? And I wonder how much of that is like, well, these people are only going to be there for one year or stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, I, I I thought there'd probably be a little bit more, but there has been there has been some. Um, Jordan Bohannon at Iowa, didn't he get one? I think. Uh, yes, he had a pretty decent one, but I forget the figure. But yeah, outside of that, I haven't heard too much about basketball. Yeah. Uh, it, it, those who spend ten dollars on fireworks at a fireworks store were entered into a drawing to win game worn shoes that he wore against Wisconsin. Ooh, yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or- Ormando Bacat, who was uh, one time a UK recruit and then re-mentioned as potential transfer option, he partnered with a Maryland-based food company, Jimmy Seafood. Kind of cool. <laughs> A Greenville, South Carolina moving company did a one-off of Instagram ads with 42 Clemson players. Wow. Good for Got them. the whole team. Yeah, that's that's not that's not too shabby at all. So 
I'm sure we'll hear more. Blitz. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I I, I, I bet there are some people at UK that have deals lined up, ready to go, Roush, whatever it may be. But like UK's hasn't dotted dotted the I's and crossed the T's on it yet uh, on some of the deals, maybe. But I don't. This stuff's gonna be so fascinating, folks. It's a whole new dynamic to college athletics that a week ago we did not have, and now right, it, it, right. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a huge factor. But water will always find its level. I don't think it's gonna be doom and gloom like some were worried about uh i think everything's gonna gonna work itself out what do you say we go to the text line here let's, Get a few uh, let's do it too ours yeah. yeah uh 502-414-1450 hey boys traveling nurse husband man here hope you guys had your independent had fun on your independence day celebrations i went to a family cookout of one of my friends and my team won the cornhole tournament humble brag but here's the weird part they played first to 21, but you were allowed to go over 21, and it was fine. WTF, I've always played. If you went over, you go back to 13. Should my championship be vacated because of the way these goobers played, or should I continue bragging about it? Also, TJ versus Nick head-to-head, who's winning in cornhole? I, I'm pretty good mm. at cornhole. Yeah, I haven't played cornhole in years probably because, like, I, I mean, I just – that I'm not I'm not in the setting to play it very often. I was okay back in you know in high school when it got pretty popular, but um I would say to your to your quandary texture, I, I understand doing just get to 21 if it's like a big tournament with a bunch of people because you can you can end up playing all day if you're not exact, you know, like that's a good way to make games last forever. So I kind of understand it doing the big tournament format. Uh um, I think so you got I, it. I think you- think you got it backwards it's okay to play exact not in a big atmosphere but if you're worried about the speed of game just get it over with the confusing part about cornhole is when you say do you all play over and oh people, yeah, yeah people say yes and you'll say wait does that mean that you can go over or you can't and then they'll go no and you'll say so you can't go over you gotta play exact and then they'll say no you don't have to get exact it's so confusing yes. um the, the exact is a lot more fun brings in a lot more strategy yeah the, the order matters a lot more which is always a good time a little like college football overtime kind of going on i can win it here or oh they didn't get this one on like we we, we we or they did get this one on we've got to get it on to extend the game that stuff's always fun but in a tournament roush is right you you play over you're allowed to go over and then maybe in the championship round you switch it to exact because at, at that right. point you know you're gonna have yeah. two good teams but you don't need like you don't need uh, you, you don't need Grandma Jane and little cousin Tommy, who's seven. Like, they're not going to win. So you may as well – like, and if you're playing against two Sharks and then they go over accidentally and then it goes back to 13 and game ends up being 40 minutes long, yeah, you don't need it. So celebrate your championship. Be very proud of it. Uh, but also you may just want to touch base next time and figure out why they were do- why they were playing over. And if the reason is tournament setting, then – then I think you let bygones be bygones. You take your championship. You you go on living your life. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good response, uh, Terry. Oh, this is a good question that I don't think I know the answer to. Who do you think will sign a bigger Neil deal, Mikhail Cunningham or Malik Cunningham? Oh, that that is a tough one. I think maybe Malik, just because you got to go on name recognition, you know. Yeah, well, that's another thing talking about, like, we're going to see how all this unfolds is when you see Kentucky 
in UK talk about $1 billion in NBA contracts. That's going to be a big recruiting pitch for a lot of places. Um, $1.5 billion in nil and, and, and blah, blah, blah. Because you're going to want to go to a school that's generating a lot of nil money for their student-athletes. So that's going to be a stat you're going to start seeing a lot of. And then U of L, it's huge for them when you have players with two names because then you can double dip. And you can get Mikhail's, uh, you can get his nils, and yep. you can get Malik's nils. I do think he did sign with somebody, though, Roush, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't follow Mikhail or Malik on social media. Yeah, I think some company, uh, yeah, let's see. He set a $250 appearance fee. Oh. Yes. That's uh, quite a fee. I wish I could get paid $250 to show up somewhere. There's another one on Dreamfield, which I'm not really sure what Dreamfield is. Maybe so that, that Dreamfield is the one that Derek King and a couple other quarterbacks created, and I guess that's it's like an app for them to use to to set up appearance fees. I think that's how it works. Ooh, I bet that on three, you know, the new like 24/7 rival site they're making. Mm-hmm. I bet they'll have some nil feature with it or something like that. I mean, you'd be kind of crazy not to. If you're if you're creating, yeah. I don't I don't know exactly how it would look or what it would even entail. But if you're creating a new website right now, like everything in college sports, if you're not looking a little forward to how you can also get in the nil game or use that to your advantage, you're gonna get left behind. This is like the this is like the biggest reset in terms of media opportunities, websites, that sort of deal that we've probably ever had in college sports. Maybe since like the break in 24 seven and rivals or something like that. So the, the places that can kind of get ahead of this and make it fun. I don't know exactly what it even entails. They're, they're going to be better off for it. But I, I know some websites before Roush have had like, Hey, we're going to have the players blog here every so often, but you couldn't legally pay them to do it. So right. it, it made it really tough, but I'm now, you know, if you're rivals, if you're 24 seven, I'd be trying to sign people, sign people for their recruitment if you can like hey we want the exclusive inside to your recruitment we'll give you you know we'll, we'll give you a one lump sum payment of ten thousand dollars like you know it, it's gonna be it, would it be worth it to have that you know how much those videos can make sometimes you know right, how much right. it, like how much attention a recruitment can draw i don't know and that's gonna be another thing is finding out where you can actually make money where it's worth it and then you gotta also realize it's an 18 19 year old kid what if they don't turn out to be good athletes what if could you waste money doing that? It's it's going to be so fascinating. I, I'm I'm excited that it's already here, but it's been kind of a whirlwind, and we're only a few days into it. So be anxious to see where it goes next. Let's head to another break, and then we'll come back and maybe just finish up the text line and talk about whatever else we got on our minds. Yeah, yeah, maybe talk a little finals. That starts tonight. Yep, NBA finals, uh, that as well. I'm pumped for the finals too, which – Probably means some late nights, but that's all right. We can suck it up for the finals. We'll come back. A lot more to get to on today's KRC with TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You mean not good like one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. With Walker and Roush. Yeah! I read you. (laughs) 
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Whoa, Radio. Okay. TJ Walker and Nick Roush and Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday. Let me give you another example of this nil stuff real quick here because this just came across my timeline. This is from Miami, Florida's rival site. And uh, American top team, it's a nation, it's, it's uh, a top training academy for MMA fighters. And it's got 44 gyms throughout florida it's based in florida but the the world as well and they have finalized a plan to offer name image and likeness contracts to every single miami scholarship football player so every hurricane football player has this offer on the table they don't have to do anything they just have well they do but as long as you're a scholarship player for miami you you can sign this deal here's what the deal is they are going to be offered $500 a month, so $6,000 a year, to endorse American top team through their social medias, personal appearance, and then maybe another marketing, they say marketing vehicles. If all 90 players accept the deal, the investment would reach $540,000 in one year. So basically, on the surface, Roush, it says American top team plans a, uh, over a half a million dollar NIL commitment to Miami players. Now, you break it down, it ends up not being, you know, $500 a month. I'm not saying no to $6,000 a year just to tweet out some gym uh, here and there if that's all they want from me. It's an it's a way to make very easy money, and they're making it accessible to everybody. Mm. Just allow me to remind folks this is going to happen. And if you have a chance to play basketball at a Kentucky, a Duke, a Kansas, probably even a Louisville, probably an IU as well, Justin, they're going to do this. They're going to do basketball team deals. So we're already seeing one for football here, but we're going to have basketball team deals. And some point, Roush, those are going to top. I mean, it's going to end up where like players are going to be getting hundreds of thousands of dollars on these, te- on these team deals and how the team deals will work. I don't, you know, what will they be able to get away with? What won't they be able to get away with? I don't know. But if you're getting this for football for mm-hmm. 90 players for a football team, yeah. Oh my gosh. Much Twelve or thirteen. For a basketball team. Oh, and, and much better bang for your buck because no offense, ninety scholarship football players for Miami. Off the top of my head for UK, I could name a lot, but I bet I'd probably get burned out around like thirty-ish or something like that. You're talking about ninety people that have a deal to do that. Basketball, I could rattle off every scholarship player at UK right now. Like they're they're a little bit more recognizable because the teams are a little bit smaller. So you're right. going to get some just absolutely bonkers deals for basketball teams. And, uh, you know, I, I think for to some we, – we've talked. We You know, we're all guessing just like anybody else is. I think there's been a time where we've said, yeah, some players on the bench in basketball, they'll make some money here and there, but it'll probably be peanuts. I'm not so sure it will be peanuts anymore for some of these big, big schools. I think you're just want to – you're going to get some corporations that are going to say, we want a team deal. We want we want this money to be for everybody. Uh but, you know, instead of it being a $540,000 contract, it'd be uh, like $2.5 million or something. And, to, and besides it being split 90 ways, it'd be split 12 or 13 ways. So you're going to get a lot of this. A lot of college athletes are going to make some good money, folks. Like this really whole, good money. This whole situation just reeks of Dana White. And when you think about it, it's a great investment, half a million dollars, and how many more eyes are going to be on MMA because of it? Yeah, it's not, not bad. bad. Yeah. No, it, it's not. It's not a. It's. It, it is. It is. I mean, it, it. It's. 
if you have the money, there are opportunities here to really kind of get a bargain and, and, and really get a steal with some of this stuff. But, and, and I'm, you know, you, we could end up saying in 10 years, this is what saved college athletics. People stayed in school. They finished, they got their degrees. I will be interested to see in 10 years, are student athletes graduating at a higher rate or a lower rate? Is this, Hey, you know what? I thought about going and playing in uh, Lithuania. It was a nice deal, but I can just live with my family at home and get $200,000 a year to play basketball at UK. Uh, no, that sounds pretty cool too. I'll do that instead. Like, I, I wonder how many people are going to use their four years of scholarship now just because, hey, I'm not that great of a player, but I'm on Kentucky or I'm on Kansas and we've got this $1.5 million collective deal amongst teammates. It'd be silly for me to do any to go anywhere else. Uh, it could help with transfers, Ralph. Maybe you have a transfer say, "Yeah, I really want more playing time. I'm kind of sick of this, but I ain't passing up this sweet deal. I'm, you know, I'm able to send money back to mom and dad. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stick it out and just keep getting paid, and maybe it'll work out. I'll get playing time. Maybe it won't. Like this is the ramifications and how this all unfolds. It could be. It could go a million different ways. It really could. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, for the better, hopefully. <laughs> I, mean, I think it will be. I really do. I really think I, I'm I'm having a harder and harder time finding out where the negatives are going to be with this. Like, could there be locker room drama? Sure. Could could some egos get out of line if you give an 18 year old, you know, 1.5 million? I'm just throwing all these numbers out of thin air for what it's worth. But could could like ego? Could that stuff start to change? Could athletic departments be hurt because that some of that money is going to players? Yeah, those things are still out there. But if people wanted, you know, I think about like uh, the people when the G League started offering money. This is going to ruin college basketball. The best players are never going to play anymore. Well, this should get the best players and it should get people staying a little longer too. You're not going to pass up lottery pick first round money, Roush. Like you'd be crazy to do that. But if you're a fringe second rounder, you could financially make it more worth your while to stay in college. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. This is, this is cool. Like I'm just, you know, I generally like, I don't generally, sometimes I fear change. This is change that I'm just like, I can't wait to see how it all is going to unfold. And maybe it's because I just know Kentucky is going to have more resources, at least in the basketball aspect than pretty much anywhere else. And then in football, I'm, I, I think we, you know, there's that probably top tier, and I think Kentucky's right there next to it. So I think it could be beneficial for football as well. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, to because I, I do think this initial first month or so there is going to be a kind of a feeling out period um, because you know, like the the guys who are the the Courtney loves or you know the the administrative stuff as much prep work as you can do for this, you're still going to be kind of flooded with mm -hmm. and floored with all the, the, the stuff that's happening. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot to kind of, to be able to, um, what's the word I'm looking for effectively like process, you know? So, uh, w once they get a nice system down, a nice little routine over the next, uh, few months, I, I, I think, we're really going to see it explode once the season begins because I know that a lot of guys are going to want to capitalize on their big moments in games because that, that, that's yeah. where a lot of it is. And like all, all of the people who worry about like, 
oh, they're going to be worried about more than I, than the team. It's like, dude, no, their success, the team's success will benefit them financially. Like you're incentivizing play with financial gain now. Like that. No, that, that's that's a that's a whole that's that's a, that's the thing with this is like you you just saying that just like popped a million other ideas in my head. You're right. Just imagine Aaron Harrison in 2014, the money he could have made like during that run. I mean, let alone after. Yeah, yeah. But like the which like the week between the Wichita State and the Louisville game. That Louisville game was on a Friday. Wichita State game was on a Sunday. How much money could have been made between then? And then let alone the Michigan game to the final four game. That was a Sunday to a Saturday. At that point, he had three, you know, at that point, the big shot, he had two more. Like it's you're that's really well said. And then, you know, imagine Johnny Manziel going into Tuscaloosa and beating Alabama in football in A&M's first SEC game there. Like, oh my, what? They'd roll out a money carpet when he got back to College Station at that point. Like, it would be unfathomable. <laughs> uh, keeping it local. Like, Lamar Jackson's big breakout game against Florida State. He was on the cover yeah, of SI. You don't think there's a little image profit? Of him yeah. Jumping over the dude at Syracuse. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah. Like, you could get a shoe line right <laughs> then and there. Like, it, folks, mm-hmm. it's going to be nutty. And uh, again, I know some people, it's you, 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 like the love of the game and stuff like that may keep you away from it. But I, I really think that this is going to keep really good college players in college a little bit longer. More people I think are going to be staying in school, which I don't think that's a bad thing for anybody. I, it's going to be fun. And Roush, that was an awesome point that like, I think the biggest marketing potential for these people are going to be when they're actually playing their sport, when they're actually, you know, making yeah, shots, right. winning games, having the big man on campus or big woman on campus uh, status for a week, two weeks. That's when you're really going to see the rolling in the dough. Uh, this is just July, you know, like we're, we're, we've been, it's been months since we've had college football, college basketball. It'll be months till we have it again. And you're still seeing some profits. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. All right, let's get back to this text line. 502-414-1450. Before we do that, Justin, your thoughts on all this. We brought, we, we're just kind of spitballing. We're seeing what sticks, what doesn't stick. Anything that we've said that you totally agree with, disagree with any other points that you want to bring. I mean, I'm still at the point where I'm a grouch about this whole thing, and I hate that it's actually here. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still just along for the ride and waiting to see what happens. But it's, it's certainly, I'm with you that it's been interesting to pay attention to, no doubt. But I, I I'm still against it. He's a dork. I don't. I, I, so you're against other people making money? I'm just against the kids making money in this scenario. Yes, and I've, I've already given all my reasons as to why. So I'm not gonna rehash all those but yeah i'm i'm just against nil always have been likely always will be although i could see myself turning a corner with it at some point i mean imagine you have a kid though and they can go from not making money to making money wouldn't you before that i mean i don't want my i mean i yeah i guess but i mean my kids my kids getting paid in other ways my kids getting a scholarship my kids getting all of his meals paid for my kids getting tutoring services like my kid's getting enough. I I need you to concentrate on your sport. I need you to be good enough at your sport and then go to the professionals and make mommy and daddy all kinds of money. 
that's why I, you know, I don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment because I had always said that sentiment, like the people that didn't value a college scholarship or the stipends and stuff like that. They're crazy. They're, these kids are getting opportunities that 99.999% of the population isn't going to have. They're so fortunate. They're so lucky and, and they're gifted and, and, and lucky, but they're also hard workers and they deserve what's kind of come their way. They get, Justin, what I'd add to that is they're still going to get those things. Like, that's still going to be there. Exactly. They're still going to get their education. I know. I know. But why would you want them to get a little extra on the top? Like, who's they that need, hurt? They don't need any extra on the top. That's who, my whole, but, that's my but whole no, point. But no offense, who, who, no offense, who are you to say that? Nobody. Like, a college, nobody. A, yeah, you're right. A college scholarship is great for the kid. It's, you know, again, a college education, especially a free one with tuition. People do overlook that stuff all the time, Justin, and it, and it's and it's frustrating. But a college scholarship, for the most part, only helps the kid getting the scholarship. It could help the family in the long run. It, it, it could. There's obviously benefits to an education. But, like, all right. Let the kid get their education. They'll get what they need. But now they can send back $50,000 to mom and dad who really, really need the money. You know, maybe the three other kids aren't college athletes. They won't have a chance to have their college paid for. I, it's just, I don't think it's hurting anybody. And that's, that's, whole mob, that's, that's what I would add to that. Here's my only thing. How many athletes that are going to college are in a rough spot financially, percentage-wise, if you all had to, had to say? Maybe, no clue. Maybe 10? No, no, no clue. No. Everybody's guessing. I mean, it's going to be a yeah. complete guess. Any number that we okay, say. Well, that's my point is that the majority of these kids that are going to college are going to college on an athletic scholarship because their families have had this money and they've been able to be in this sport for years and years and years to specialize in it to get to that college level. I mean, I'm sure sure you have your just athletically gifted kids that are making it without hardly any training, but still, like they're getting this opportunity. And when you say that it's not gonna or it helps the families financially absolutely it does mom and dad's not having to send in money because that kid's got a scholarship i graduated college sixty thousand plus in debt kids don't have that if they have an athletic scholarship so i, I just to me i'm an old curmudgeon about it i don't see the need for that extra money when you have that opportunity in the professional levels i mean uh justin that like there nobody needs extra money we all want extra money like well on the flip side of that everybody probably does need extra money like, yeah, like it's extra money like extra money is a good thing in almost makes life e makes life easier yeah well, and you know that's probably why i have this opinion because i i hate money as well like overall as a whole i hate the idea and the concept of money so I, that, it makes sense why i would hate nil yeah, I, again, like the college scholarship thing, I agree with you to a point that like it is disappointing that people just kind of walked all over that because that, that that can be so life-changing to so many people. But now that's still, it's like that's the base layer. That's good. Now we're getting more stuff on top of it. Why the hell not? Uh, this is probably, I mean, it is, it is long overdue. People should be able to benefit for who they are. Uh, the, I, the my whole thing, my biggest like where I was getting frustrated was the people who thought like, no, the schools are going to pay their salaries. It's like the schools don't have that money, mm -hmm. dude. Like, why do you think they're charging seventy five thousand dollars for tuition? They're 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 hurting for cash. Uh, now, why that is? Where are they running out all this money and where are they putting it? Uh, that's a conversation for a different day. Let's get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Oh, where are we at? Uh, this one, 
TJ, when you would write for KSR, would you get random DMs from fans asking about your articles? Also, how many followers did you get in one day when it was announced you were joining the team? Oh, one day, I think like 5,000, something like that. Uh, I want to say I was at like 8,000 and went up to like 13 or something like that. And I got up to like 15 or 16 and uh, it's been a slow leak since then, which I certainly don't, don't care. Like yeah, I, I, suck I, it, Terry. I don't, I don't mind. I'll be off Twitter soon enough. I promise you. Um, really, if it wasn't for the radio show, I'd, I'd probably be off all social media, but what I think is going to end up happening, I'll get off Twitter. I'll stay on Facebook for the Kentucky roll call Facebook page, which if you're not joining us there, you should. And then, uh, and then eventually probably get rid of Facebook someday. I'll keep Instagram. Instagram's harmless enough, right? People are nice on Instagram. Yeah, um, uh, but TikTok can suck it. <laughs> uh, uh, also, I, I had somebody uh, email me the other day asking when the catwalks were, and I was like, oh, I'll happily respond two and a half hours before every game. And then asked, can you send a roster and schedule? And it's like, what? Like, there's... yeah. It, uh, yeah come on to answer your question when i would write for ksr cats illustrated i get a lot of dms um <laughs> random dms people just asking what i think about a recruitment or what i think about a player and not so much about articles but sometimes it'd be like you said this in the article could i get more clarification uh but roush that would what would be what annoyed me the most is just like the simple googles you could make <laughs> they just want to talk recruiting or something like that that was fine yeah uh, I'm sure you'd get this a lot, like people asking for like journalism advice or getting into the business advice, which oh, mine would always be funny because I'd be like, don't, don't yeah, do it. I, I hate whenever, like when a kid asks me, happy to share. When there's like a, you know, 30, 40 something year old, it's like, buddy, yeah, like, sorry, like this. I'd like to think that there's like a dozen people out there, give or take that are like i didn't get into journalism because of tj's email like you know like, <laughs> i did i, I tried now to I have people. a job with benefits <laughs> well no I, I, like you know maybe they always thought in the back of their mind like oh, i wish i would have gone after it seen what could have came but i promise you if you're getting nice paychecks you're better off <laughs> you're, you're better off uh no but yeah we'd get the dm sometimes i'd get phone calls i don't know how people got my number but i'd get phone calls it's a little creepy it was uh, Texter asks, Roush and TJ, who would win in a shotgun race between you? I always feel like Justin could low-key be an absolute phenom at shotgunning beers. The silent assassin. I'm very impressed with how much booze Justin could hold for being kind of a smaller dude. Uh, guys, <laughs> guys a tank? Guys a tank? I wouldn't doubt he'd be a good shotgunner as well. I, I am not a good shotgunner. I'm mm. a good beer bonger, but not shotgunner. I shotgun, just, I'm you know, I'm I'm solid. I'm middle of the pack. There's people there are certainly a lot of people better than me, and I'm better than a lot of people myself. Yeah, yeah. And hell, I can't even remember the last time I shotgunned a beer. Same. Um, same. I was trying that's what I was trying to think. It's, this it's last, mostly like, like tailgates or pre-derby, but I don't think I did one derby this year. We did not do one derby, or at least we didn't do one oaks when we were out yeah. there partying with you all. And then sometimes you'll get them on a golf scramble, but I haven't done one on a golf scramble in a really long yeah, time. So right. uh, maybe a football game last year, but I nothing jumps to the – I don't think I did, to be honest with you, because the tailgating scene Man. was so weird and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a good bit. Between Roush and I, it, so much of a shotgun is if you think you actually got it all. Because there's nothing more embarrassing than turning over uh. a shotgun and, like, half the beer coming out, you know? Oh man, the new funny trend, and uh, I, I think I don't, 
I've seen so many of them that I think they're starting to do it on purpose, but whenever they do the shotgun and when they open it, it like explodes on the other person's face. Oh, they they blow into the hole that you're supposed to suck out of. So it's like a you blow, you know where you, you <laughs> Yeah. You she's gone the, from she's gone from suck to blow. You 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 blow there and then it shoots out the front, but like the way you're tilted, it looks like you're just gonna do a normal shotgun. The next thing you know, people Boom. oh yeah, that's a big TikTok thing. Yeah, yeah, pretty funny. Pretty funny stuff. <laughs> um, would you all rather who would you all rather have? Uh Duran or Kofi Coburn? I think Duran has more upside, but Kofi is an absolute mammoth and has proven himself at Illinois. The dude eats nails for <laughs> breakfast. Him and Shubway would be the best one to punch at center by far. Oh, yeah, to give you the best front court. We we talked about that a lot in hour one. If you didn't hear it, go back, listen to the podcast, and then KRC will come right back on again once we get off the air at 9 o'clock, so you can always listen that way as well. It's a tough one, Roush. You really cannot go wrong, in my opinion. But because of a person out there named Cliff Alexander – I would go Kofi if I just got yeah. to pick one or the other. Well, and, and especially because you're 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 picking for one college basketball season. You're not picking for five future seasons and yeah. NBA draft potential. Correct. Absolutely. You're talking about one season kind of to round out a team that we already have. Now, I know there's a lot of people that are like, TJ, that could be the number one pick in the draft, and you're taking a guy who is kind of being forced back to college because the NBA doesn't want him. I'm taking the sure thing. I'm just, and the sure thing is a double, double 18 and 10, like in the big 10, this wasn't like in conference USA or the, the Northeastern conference or the horizon. This was the big 10. And he had, he was the second best big behind, like Ralph said, the player of the year. I would take him. Cliff Alexander was this dominant, reminded me a lot of Jalen Duran, to be honest with you. Uh, Duran's a lot more flexible and fluid. Cliff was kind of stiff, if you will, but, he was a dominant high school player and he didn't do squat in college. He it didn't work out at all. I'd be shocked if that happens with Duran. I think he's going to be an absolute star. Sounds like he'll go to Memphis from a defensive standpoint. He'd be much better in pick and roll and being able to get in some weird matchups. Mm-hmm. Kofi, that's how they were. That's how they got beat by Loyola is he couldn't be stopped on offense, but he couldn't really guard anybody. Oscar's going to have issues guarding people. So if you want to go Duran from a defensive standpoint, I'm fine with that. I'm just going to take the sure thing. You can't go wrong with either one of them. I'm going to take the sure thing, though. And if Kentucky has some issues with defense, all right, then put in Damian Collins, put in Keon Brooks, put in Jacob Toppin. You've got length and you've got people that can move laterally, worst case scenario. That's the beauty of it. Uh, I I think they'd be all right defensively with Kofi. That's yeah, my pick. I, I think so too. Um, hey, we're we're starting to run out of time. So before we wrap up, oh my text gosh. messages. We yeah, are. I know. Pretty crazy. Uh, Suns and four. Are we are we all in on the Suns? Uh, I'll take the Suns in six. I was gonna say Suns in six as well. I just think uh, they're a little better, but the I think the Bucks being able to do without Giannis there, that's gonna go a long way for them. And I think it's gonna be a fun series. Yeah, I just don't know how like. You can do that against the Hawks, but how many games can they went by without him? Like, I don't think they can win either of the first two games on the road without Giannis, and he's considered doubtful. So, like, that's that's where I just think it it gets hairy for him because if the Suns steal one, that could be a gentleman sweep in five. So, I I think I think Suns in five is where I'm leaning. Actually, I want to be different. I'm going to go Bucks in seven. 
Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be. I, I think it's gonna be a more competitive series. Yeah, but gosh, the Suns—they're good. They're a good team. Drew Holiday did have a that that up and under he had was just filthy. I was watching that game. I guess it was like Friday night, maybe, and I was just hoping that the Hawks could give us one more game to watch over the weekend. They made a nice run, and then to cut it to six, I think, and Drew Holiday. I mean, it was. Just absolutely yeah. disgusting. It was one of those things that you try to do as a kid all the time, and you knew how it looked, and it just never worked the way that you planned in your head. He did it to perfection. It was it was freaking dope. A texter says, obviously wasn't a standout player, but Daniel Orton is up there in terms of size. Yeah, Daniel Orton was a big dude. I think Kofi still has a little weight and muscle on him, but yeah, that's, that's, probably well. actually, that's actually probably the closest. Man. But Daniel, I thought, was a true seven-foot. Was he not? Yeah, he was. I don't. He's I just love how just Daniel Orton was. He's that's what he's listed at. Yeah. Huh. Well, I remember the. I forget what game it was. Do you remember the game he fell and landed on his back, TJ? And it sounded like an earthquake at Rupp Arena. Uh, I do not. No, not off the was, top of my head. He like got his feet taken out from under him. I don't think he was on a dunk or something, but it was against one of those poopy teams. And my God, I thought he was going to break his back. He landed so hard. Yeah, the, I'm seeing 6'11", 255, and I'm seeing 6'10", 255. So Kofi would have him on height and weight as well. So still no real comparison. Kofi's just a freak. Uh, John texts into the show. John here. Good morning, everyone. Glad to hear you guys back. Giannis is doubtful for game one. If he's out, you guys think the Suns win by eight or more? Do you guys agree? Or he says he thinks the Suns win by eight or more. Mm. Do you agree? Okay, I was thinking, do you guys think with Nil, I could pay a basketball player to like – to like give my YouTube channel a shout out or even subscribe and retweet my videos on Twitter. How much do you think that would cost? I would be fine with a walk-on player. We'll got to go talk to you later. How much it costs is how much they'd be willing to do it for John. And mm-hmm. the only thing I'd say is you probably would need to be like an LLC. You may be with your YouTube. I'm not sure, but you'd probably need to be an LLC. And actually, as we mentioned, do some paperwork, but I bet you could get somebody on the cheap, you know, like a hundred dollars a month, how many videos you do? Just retweet each one of them, or like you know, make a fun little comment. Maybe fifty bucks a month. I don't know. Hitting a retweet button's pretty easy. Yeah, seriously, really easy. It's kind of like the one guy who tweeted, "Hey, listen to the Locked On Michigan State podcast." I've never listened to it, but it should certainly not be terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, and then. Hmm. Uh, I'm curious what Jordan Watkins does with the U of L Rivals site. I'm going to be so passed off. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be so passed off when Thornton starts asking if we want to donate to the U of L Nil Fund next time I get gas. That's a good text. Mm-hmm. Very good text. Very good text. Another texture says, smells like communism. I'm wondering what exactly smelled like the communism. Miami like group deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you the thing what? is, though, like the, the players don't have to do it, they just won't get the money. So it's it's they they are free to choose what they want to choose, and they can get other endorsements. You know, like th- that's the thing is a lot of these kids are going to have multiple endorsements, and I w- I wouldn't be saying no to any income if I'm if Hell I'm nineteen. No. Yeah, I'm saying yes to everything. Exactly. I don't care if it's like twenty bucks. Oh, uh, you need me to like something? I did, sure. I I did mean, say yes to everything at nineteen. It's how I ended up where I am today. <laughs> That's a good that's that's a good one. Very true. Uh Robert says, I'm loving all the nil deals coming out. However, the proverbial bubble over this thing is growing very quickly. I'm curious if when it'll burst and how it'll look after that happens. 
I have numerous scenarios that I foresee happening, but the risk of not texting a book, I'll refrain. Yeah, Robert, I just don't. I mean, every time you think that a bubble's going to burst, it's going to. It's it, that that could just be the new norm. Like I don't. And I think like a million little bubbles will come from a burst bubble in its own right. Like if some company gets hosed or spends too much money or realizes that like the nil was not worth the squeeze, doesn't mean nil's going to go away. It just may mean the reset of the pricing changes a little bit. Robert, I'd want you to text in some of your concerns just because like I know they are out there. I just think the out, the positives outweigh them. Don't feel like you have to text in a novel, but if you can kind of spit them out a few different texts at a time, we'd, we'd gladly uh, go over some of those. Mm-hmm. A texture says, I was on I was on a scholarship for being a orphan. Should I not have been able to get a part-time job outside of school? Yeah, Justin. Jobs are fine. Go get a job. This is a job. This These is are jobs. This, this, this is, they're starting their own corporation, their own LLC um, to make their job. This is being handed money for being somewhat famous. Oh, but what's, what? I, I just wonder what you draw the line on a job and not a job. I don't know. I'm not having this discussion today. He just doesn't like Instagram <laughs> models. He doesn't no, like no, looking I, at them. He, they, they shouldn't make any money for what they're doing. I mean, if we want to really break it down, we better wait till tomorrow. Because we, I mean, we just don't have time today, guys. I just, I have too much to say on it. Well, good news Job. about our radio show. We come back again tomorrow. Jobs are uh, fine. Texter says, uh, what about all these former college athletes that weren't allowed to take advantage of nil? reparations for former athletes i don't really care about nil if companies are willing to pay them that's on them i do think it will cause some drama within teams but oh well hopefully mitch doesn't blow this nil transition i do think that it would be cool if they uh license individual athletes for throwback jerseys i think tate frazier said something like that and like dude i would buy a tayshaun prince jersey like that you know yeah they he probably doesn't need do it but it would be awesome and it does stink for the other athletes. You know, there there were truly some athletes that were like, man, I really could afford to make some money now. And they and they weren't able to do it. But uh, that's life, you know. You move on and things hopefully get better and will be better than the way you left it. And uh, it, that's certainly the case for college athletes now because bright future for them in terms of being able to get some of that sweet, sweet cheddar. All right, we're out of time. We will be back tomorrow. Justin's going to have more takes, and I'm excited about them. And uh, we'll be back at 7. Anything else? We got the golf match at 5, NBA Finals tonight. Should be a good TV night. Lot to talk about on tomorrow's show. Everybody have a good day. Suck it, Neil. No, suck it, Justin. Are you doing radio today? No, no, no. I'm still in uh, uh, bump quarantine. So, yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a bummer. Yep, yep. Is luck it? Yeah, Luckett's going to be on. So, yeah, you can all listen right. to Luckett. We can uh, give Luckett a shout-out. We... and Drew and all them. Yeah. yeah, we like Luckett. We'll miss you, though, Roush. That's for sure. But we'll get you back on here tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Joe Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. See you all later.